The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those currently under investigation by a special counsel, or anybody who doesn't like to have a good time. You know those people. They complain about everything. Listener discretion is advised. of Wholesome Kink and Perverted Knitting. I'm Sarah Kane. I'm Lansing Mike. And we are recording this on Father's Day. Have you called your father yet? And no. Tell him how much you love him? Um, I don't have his number and I don't know where his address is, so I didn't even send a card. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's, I don't dislike him, but I'm just horrible about, you know, birthdays and stuff like that in general. Um, and yeah, I know him well enough and, you know, he was not a part of my life when I was growing up. Okay. But, you know, since then, you know, it's like I know him and, you know, like at events or family events and that and see him and chat with him. And it's like, OK. So, I mean, there's no animosity or anything like that, but he just wasn't around when I was a kid. And um, mostly from my mother's side. It's like of the family. My my grandparents were not happy with him. So it wasn't like he abandoned us. It was just like, they were like, we don't want around. And it's like, fair enough. Uh, it's like, OK, bye. All yes. right. I'm pretty sure I was just the product of a hookup. Because I don't know if my parents actually had a relationship, um, like official, like dating kind of thing. I think it was just a bit of fun, and my mom didn't believe in abortion. Well, not disbelieved in it, but was not... Good, good girls don't get abortions, and good girls don't use condoms. Right. So, so who knows? So, so, so here you are. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot uh, of information. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, yeah. So oversharing. Oh, oversharing right about at the top Father's of the Day. podcast. And oversharing the fact that I'm just a bad person who... I mean, yeah, I mean, I should be sending him a card. I didn't. <laughs> well, that's okay. So, um, gossip-wise, since our last recording... Um, Lansing Out had their summer concert. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had so many things. And I got to attend. Yay, I saw you. Yes, and uh, my parents were in attendance because I was there to support my husband and they consider him part of the family, which is great. Um, so and they, not only that, but I th- wasn't your mom who won the pride candles? My dad. That, okay, yeah. so that's cool too. Yeah. Um, yeah, my mom was there she wanted to be able to put a face to your voice oh dear (laughs) because yeah she still listens to the podcast hi mom um but uh so yeah she wanted she wanted a face to to go with your sonorous tones oh okay which is funny because yeah there's so many times i've heard podcasts and i've heard the people and it's not like i'm really i don't picture them in my mind but then when i actually see them and hear, especially hear them talk, mm-hmm. it doesn't, no, it's wrong. It's like this thing that I do not have a face to now has a face. And it's just a little disconcerting. It's like, oh, they are a human person with face and everything. Yeah, and now that I think about it, that must mean she's not paying much attention to the uh, the photos that I put on the podcast because I know that I've you knitting in oh the car in, in the car last year okay yeah see I don't even see the photos so I it's technology that's beyond me I don't know where they show okay. up or how they show up 
I listen to on my phone and I get the our you know the the, the, bear, the, the main bear, and that's yeah. all I see. I never see anything else. So hmm. okay, it might just be how you listen to it and how Perhaps. technologically savvy you are to yeah. dig deep enough to get that. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, bravo. Um, oh, thank to you. you guys. And I don't know freaking uh, clueless how we sound because you know I'm always in one section and I we kind of hear the rest but not really. Yeah. And especially with the concert, I was in the back, so it's like ah. Yeah. I mean, you guys sounded really good overall. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only critique I could give from my point of view is that it seemed like the soloists could not hear themselves. Mm. Um, so it, quite possible yeah. the monitors were always finicky throughout yeah. the night. But um, let's see here. Kevin, the, the first soloist. Oh, my oh, God, yes. My God. He, 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 uh, he is too theatrical uh, for Lansing. <laughs> I loved it because, I mean, well, it's, it's, it's a over, it was an over-the-top song. You know, it's just, and and it's, he and he went with it. I mean, it's a song that should have flamenco dancers and castanets and just like you know maybe even a bullfight in the middle of it all because <laughs> it's just that kind of song. And um, yeah, he had a solo and he just came out and ta da! It's like and and he belted it out without a mic. Yeah, um, all the other soloists went up to the microphone, but no, he just planted. Well, not even planted. He went to center stage and. Let it loose, flourished, and, and yes, you know, and also very, and he sounded very operatic. And I was like, wow, yeah. So, so, so that was, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I especially I could not keep a straight face the first few rehearsals when he would do that because you know we're just doing it in group and he just sing it from his, you know, and it wasn't quite as out, not outlandish is the word, um, extravagant, extravagant, extravagant. Okay, until he we were on stage and he'd do it, and I'm just like, oh god, yes, that's <laughs> that's perfect. Oh yeah, a great opening number. Um, yeah, wonderful all the way around. And then after the concert, we had to sing. Well, didn't have to sing. We sang at the uh, Pulse, Pulse Memorial, one year memorial. Yeah, which they, I attended as well. Which I'm glad because I don't know how much the word got out about that. A thing that every group has is like you know you put it on Facebook and you think scores of people will come and it's like you know you have to push it other ways and yeah no i yeah i i, I put first fridays on facebook and yeah <laughs> so um people show up and so uh yeah so uh, some people were there it was decent um we sang a few couple numbers and then uh we also sang the national anthem at pride which was yesterday mm-hmm. um i didn't because i'm a really bad person um we we're supposed to have a special rehearsal tuesday and I remember hearing about it and like, oh, that's handy because it'll just be our normal rehearsal night. So we're all in the, the flow in of the, it. In so, the mode to And um, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> Tuesday happened. I'm like, I'm free. I don't have to go anywhere. I'm going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at the you know cheap night at the theater. And, um, and then it was like the next day I got an email saying, oh, well, the guys who showed up last night for rehearsal. I'm like... Why oh, did shit. no? It took me two hours to process and remember that I was supposed to be there. So it wasn't even <laughs> oh shit. I heard that. It's like, well, I wish he had posted it. I wish he had told us about this. How did this get out? And then after a couple hours, like, oh, oh. while we during practice, like during getting ready, he did say that. Yeah. Oh shit. That that was a whole thing. And, and it was I like dropped the ball. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know then if I could sing because. My Saturday yesterday was just so packed with so many things. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I'm available to be on the Capitol steps singing at the rally. And then as the day, like that day happened, I got stuff set up for some other event, uh, non-related to Pride, mm-hmm. and said, okay, I can make it there. I can't go for the march, but I can be there for the rally. Right. Well, the march went fast. 
And I got there, I thought, with like half an hour to burn. No, as I'm like hitting the back of the crowd of the people at the Capitol, I hear here, Lansing out, singing the national anthem. And I'm like, oh, there's no crap. way I can run through the crowd and jump on stage without being an incident. Uh, and plus, yeah. I have not practiced this version of the anthem. No. Uh, I guess there's the different voices have different parts. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. There's a, yeah. it was a, yeah. And so, I, yeah, I, I was and, and, no, and there was no music, so I think. Oh, it, boy, yeah. So I think it was just like, okay. Um, they sounded good, though. I mean, no, I was like, good. okay, I'm hearing it. And they didn't have the full chorus, but they had enough, and it sounded good. And so, yay. And, um. So then I'll it's like I'll apologize at the meeting too. It's like yeah, I'm just a bad, you know, individual. <laughs> um, but other people have the same thing. We we had a few other chorus members in the crowd because someone else was leaving their booth and hadn't realized the pride the parade would be over so quick because yeah. they were had a booth at festival where they were selling some stuff. Yeah, and I like I didn't see you up there. And he's like, I missed it by five minutes. And like me too. Yeah, my uh, my husband was. Uh, manning the booth for Unitarian mm-hmm. Universalist of Greater Sound Lansing. Them. Chatted a bit. Um, and yeah, he, he said he had a good time. Uh, so, yeah, how I did not attend Pride. Um, how was in general? Um, I, like I said, I did not see the... Uh, the march. The march at all. Right. Um, uh, the rally was decent. Uh, people talked. It was, I mean, they talked good, but each of them could have cut their speeches in half, and that probably would have been better. Um, they sometimes go on um actually no not each of them some were the right length and some were too long um the uh so i was there for that went to the festival um it was in old town which is new it was on turner street itself Hmm. which i think is new to me usually they take over like that giant parking lot or they're along the park uh this time they were just there um had a stage had a bunch of booths um it was worth it you know, to go in uh, and see stuff. I had to staff a booth for a different organization. Well, hang out at the booth at least and give some help. Um, and then, uh, you know, they had gigas for sale and and lots of organizations. So it looked like a cool event. Um, I was there until I had to go and run off and do another non-Pride-related thing at the, <laughs> that evening. So it was a fright, frighteningly busy day. Uh, the weather held out. Um, I guess we got some pretty heavy rain at night. Yes. So... I'm pretty sure Pride was probably cut short because I don't know how late it was supposed to go on till. I know they had a group singing like on their stage at seven, and I think uh, that might have been an hour before the rains really kicked in or something. The rains were at some point in the evening. The rains kicked in. I remember. Yeah, um, I had to drive home through the rains, Oof. and I left. Um, I left Douglas at about 11.30, and it was bad enough. 11.30 at night? 11.30 at night, and I was doing 45 on the expressway to get home. And the funny thing was, the rains were this band that was going through Michigan, and it was going right through Lansing. So they started raining in Lansing earlier, maybe, than on the West Coast, because then Mm, I think a big mess. Because it was good. About 8 o'clock, we got poured on, and it, it maintained. It was like, it never let up. Hmm. And I was yeah. at I was at uh, this thing till about eleven, and we just had constant rain. And we looked at the radar, and there's just a band of stuff from like Chicago that, that, that just kept marching yep, through, through Lansing. Lansing. Wow. And uh, okay. then yeah. more came later. I know. Um, mm. uh, I King contingent. I saw a nice contingent of latex pups there. Yeah, I, so, I heard so, that. Uh, that yeah, Great Great Lakes pup. Okay, uh, was so, something. Hang on, let me get the name right. 
because um, I I saw people I knew from first Fridays and from mm-hmm. going to pup events or latex events in uh, when we went to the one that was at R and R. Yeah, uh, Great Great Lakes uh, Pup and Handler. Uh, okay, were present. So, oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. but yeah. So there's people I knew, and uh, they're all together in a pod pack. 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 <laughs> Dogs pack do have puppies. a group. Yeah, uh, there and. Um, you know, and enjoying themselves, uh, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. so I got to say hi to them. But that was, you know, I think they were the kinkiest thing I think I saw. Because usually you see a lot more, you know, guys in leather or harnesses or right. shirtless. There were not, it was a grayish day and not a lot of shirtlessness. Right. I mean, um, you expect at Pride, you know, you expect there to see the leather men and mm-hmm. the drag queens and the more... Um, colorful parts of the the gay community but i do know camp it had a leather and kink weekend yes. that weekend so uh that might have drawn some away um so yeah not super kinky uh you know just in evidence uh and a decent event um you know it's one of those things where i've gone if i hadn't been had to work there and i don't know there's other i mean i like pride and i like what it does but it's not one of the things i'm like make an effort for unless i have to work there or help out mm-hmm yeah, uh, well, I had a conflict. So, yeah, I did not attend Pride yesterday. Instead, I was in Douglas um, at the Dunes Resort for uh, the 20th anniversary of Fist Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, has that always been at Douglas? It has not always been at Douglas. Um, they had to cancel it last year. So it was at Douglas in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it's been at camp at sometimes, and there okay. are there's the same producer with the same name mm-hmm. um, does par, uh, other fist fests um, in Northern California. I forget the oh, exact name okay. of the city. Uh, it's not Palm Springs; it's something else. Okay. Um, and it, it out of my head. Um, but yeah, so for the past, so is it like yeah. just like a Johnny Appleseed of fisting? Does he go around and have these all over? Or what is the draw for Michigan? Is he Saugatuck and Douglas being um, kind of the main gay resort town and summer escape for the Chicago okay. uh, queers um, is yeah why it, it's in okay. uh, it, yeah in uh, in Saugatuck Douglas. Um, so what did you do there? I see you got a very nice hat. Uh, yes, um, I got a a very very nice um, embroidered hat um, with the Fist Fest logo on it, um, celebrating uh, twenty years of of being pigs. Mm. Um, uh, what did I do there? Well, I put my hand in several guys, <laughs> as one would expect. Um, yeah, the playroom had fourteen slings in it. Okay, and. I actually had dinner with the um, producer of the event, um, and he said that shipping those slings from California to Saugatuck was his biggest line item expense. Because, oh. yeah, even though they're portable mm-hmm. slings, um, yeah, at 15 of them, and they're not that light. So, I, wonder, yeah. I wonder how well you could crowdsource to get local... People to bring their their slings. I mean that it that's actually the plan for uh, Fist Fest twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Not truly crowdsourcing, but leveraging the presence of Mafia uh, Mid American mm-hmm. Fisters in action uh, in Chicago. Okay, and 
Have them schlep over there. Yeah, have, have them schlep over 15 slings, you know, so that they only have to, you know, go from Chicago to Douglas rather and than And can be San thrown to the back of a van and yeah, they don't have yeah. to go on plane or... Yeah, and, um, yeah, I, hmm. I got... It was $50 for a day pass, and it was like 125 for the whole weekend. Okay. Um, plus your room at the Dunes. Um so yeah, I was just there for Saturday. It started Thursday, um, and yeah, some guys were had been there all three uh, days. Um, I met a uh, gentleman who makes his living uh, appearing in educational films, mm-hmm. and when I first saw him, I was like, I recognize that face. I recognize that asshole. Pardon me, sir. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. It, have, have I seen you acting? He said, yes, yes, you have for a, a Hot Desert Nights. Okay. I did. He makes a living from that? Uh, well, or it just uh, accentuates it, it, the day job pay? Uh, I, I didn't ask. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's what we want to know. I want to know the, I want to know the mechanics and the logistics I, of porn. It's like, how does it work? How do you find people? How much do they actually make? Is this a viable, you know, yeah, income well, stream for at least when you're of that, you know, age? Yeah. Well, I mean, or body type, or yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, he he was one of the first ones because, um, yeah, I got there right when the play space opened, mm-hmm. um, and I got my head in the guy. First. When was that? Uh, play space opened at one in the afternoon okay. and stayed open until two in the morning. Okay. Um, so you have thirteen hours of you know. Yeah. Um, and it fisting fun. Yeah, during the afternoon, it, it wasn't too busy. After 7 o'clock, um, it picked up. And were there other things, other than the play space, were there other things to do? Or um, I mean, the the Dunes Resort was, you know, open. So you um, could be at the pool or yeah, at the bar? You or... could, you know, the pool um, earlier in the day, if you had um, the dog tag saying that you were a, a member mm-hmm. of Fist Fest and that you uh, paid, um, you could get a free Bloody Mary. Um, you know, which is the perfect drink for first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I didn't get there early enough for those, and I really don't care for the way most people make Bloody Marys. I like a, a pickle Mary myself. Um, where was I? Uh, so the pool was open, the bars were open, um, DJs were spinning, um, dance and house music the entire time. So this is like a normal day at the dunes. But they had this right. room the, set up for yeah, the group. That, okay. that, that, yeah, if you had the, the tag, okay. um, uh, that, yeah, you could. Because I was wondering if it was going to be like more of a mini convention with maybe, um, you know, I guess, you know, things for sale or demos. I mean, or, well, or t- classes. Yeah, no, no demos, no classes. I mean, they, they had... Uh, Other than Playroom, where yeah. I imagine some people could, you know, if someone wanted to hear about a certain technique of that. Right. If there are anything like rope people or that, I imagine they're more than willing to like share. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Everyone was very friendly, very educational. Um, You know, I I want to get fisted one day. Um, I hopped in a couple of slings, um, and um, I I got some easy, some a bit of fingering. But one guy said, "No, you really looking at your whole 
we're not able to do a lot of intense play with you because you need to use some preparation age first. Mm. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I picked some of that up uh, today. The the joys of having a job where I just sit on my ass all damn day. So yeah, in addition to the playroom, um, I walked around a bit in the woods um, and had some fun in the woods. One guy was bent over a fallen tree uh, getting fisted. And mm. then when he had the fist... Uh, removed from him they replaced it with an aluminum baseball bat and Uh he took about half of that so (laughs) that was interesting to see in person i've seen it on film before but never in person and they drew people um from pretty far away um asking people where they were from uh there was one uh there was a couple from kentucky Mm -hmm. um several people from california uh someone from seattle and a group from somewhere in Europe. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to them too much. Um, somewhere in Southern Europe, I can't, couldn't place the accent, mm. uh, but the foreskins were unmistakable. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the guy from Seattle, um, he was a pup. Mm. And he, he, I, I could tell because he had uh, a red... A handkerchief with uh, dog bones on okay. it, and uh, so yeah. I when he was out of the sling and just hanging out, I gave him some scratches and asked him, "Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy?" Uh, and then I was able to get him. Uh, I saw him in the sling, and he, and he was making all sorts of wonderful barks and howls and yips. And then I told him, "When you're ready for the next round, let me know. I'd love to get my hands in you." And so about. A half hour later, he came up to me and said, hey, you ready to go? I'm like, yeah, sure. He says, you want me to wear my hood? Mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> so, so yeah, I we barked and, and whined at each other as I, um, as I pounded him good and, uh, yeah, got, got him to howl and... Uh, so how do other people react? Because, you know, I would hope that, you know... Anyone in the kink crowd or even gay world, and well, I wish everyone would just like look at Pup Play and say, oh, okay, I might not, you know, if they don't understand it, would at least, you know, right. what's this about? But I know so many people, it's like, you know, I know some gay guys who are just like, oh, that's just weird. And, you know, just like knee jerk, stupid reactions, like, I don't understand it, so it's just weird. And I'm wondering, you know, uh, any askance looks or comments? Not, not that I noticed. People just saw you're enjoying it yeah. and said, we're not going to shit on your fun. So Yeah, that, they, they were not going to yuck anybody's yum. And, sweet. And I mean, there was, you know, I, I said, you know, we should be recording the sounds in this mm-hmm. place. Because, you know, some of the sounds that these fisting bottoms make. I mean, the one guy was like speaking in tongues. <laughs> it was um, wild. Um so yeah, I actually spent a good time hanging out with uh, the producer. I uh, had dinner with him. Where'd you go? Uh, oh, we had a, a pizza delivered. Um, okay. Because oh. yeah, because uh, none of us were dressed appropriately to Got leave it. the dunes. Well, because um, there's a restaurant across the street from the dunes that used to be a place called Country Kitchen. It was just a little mom and pop kind of mm-hmm. diner place that people liked. Yeah. Uh, then it became, and then that closed and became a uh, some sort of upscale, foofy ice cream place. Maybe that seemed very gay. Like they had rainbows everywhere. <laughs> and I mean, it was I in, think, in Douglas. Well, you don't say. Well, across from the dunes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I heard it was a straight couple that owned it, but they're just like, okay, we want to make this 
open to make sure people know that they're welcome here. Um, or, you know, yeah, monetize, you know, a group. I don't you know, but that didn't survive. Yeah. Uh, but now I guess they kept the decor, and now it's a Thai restaurant. And I know someone right there and said it was decent Thai food. Yeah, um, there was one restaurant that they had advertisements for. I think it was called the Blue Oyster? Blue something um, that delivered um, from 11 to 5. Okay. Um, and then we just called in a pizza from one of the pizza places um, when we had dinner. I've known people have done that at Cap It. Yeah. Some pizza guy shows up at the gate and it's like... Okay. Yeah. yeah, and other people went across the street and down a little bit to uh, Saugatuck Brewing Company oh, mm-hmm. um, to eat there. But yeah, no, I was just wearing my kilt and my leather vest. So yeah, I wasn't really dressed appropriately to go oh. to any restaurant. Um, that sounds like, a, sounds like a fun event. I mean, if you have to miss Pride, then I guess yeah, missing I, it for a fish fest is Yeah, reasonable. and I mean, at, yeah, the $50 for the day pass... Um, I, I got good value out of it. Um, I want to go next year. Mm. And I'll probably put down for like one of the cheap $50 a night dorm rooms. Mm. Um, that's just a bed. But, you know, that's really all I need is, is a bed and a locking door to, to store my valuables. And well, I think there's even like other ones that are just kind of like bunk beds or barracks that are... Um, that you share with multiple people and is the n- cheapest option? No true barracks. Okay. Um, that, that I, there are barracks at Camp It. Because I do know but, that. But not at the Dunes. Oh, because someone told me that they thought there was at Dunes. Maybe they set it up for Inferno or that. Because that's the cheapest option. And it's in a quiet area. You're like, in that area, it's known to like just keep it down. No play is happening here. This is where people are crashing and actually trying to sleep. Yeah. No, they've got, um, yeah, they've got really, they've got, Nice deluxe cottages all the okay. way down to very Spartan rooms, and I'd be like, "No, I'll, I'll just get one of the Spartan rooms because I'll, I'll just crash there." Um, yep, that's all. Recover, I and that way you don't have to drive after a long day of fun and you know yeah. exhaustion. Yeah, and and I don't mind sharing a, a bathroom with five other guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that yeah. I mean, the the only disappointment I really had. Um, there was the fact that I bought two bottles of poppers at Devu mm-hmm. um, on their buy one get one half off sale on Tuesday. So I got two bottles for twenty one dollars plus tax, mm-hmm. um, and I left them at home. Oh. <laughs> and I was already in Grand Rapids when I realized it, um, so I had to buy a a bottle at the Dunes, and they charged twenty five bucks for one small bottle of of Amsterdam poppers. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like the beer. I, they, they've got the market cornered at that moment. Um, so yeah, they, they can get away with charging that. And I, I paid for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how they get away with charging it. It's like the market goes for whatever, you know, someone's willing to pay. Yep. And uh, yeah, in that moment I was willing to pay that. So, um, yeah, also I was the one guy who got to fist the producer that oh. night. Don't know if others fisted him in previous nights, but yeah, it was my fist. And oh. at, at the end of that, he said to me, I hate you with a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I was glad to be able to return um, some of the pleasure that he has brought to all of these guys. So, um, yeah, uh, next, next June, probably, yeah, 
again, two weeks after um, IML mm -hmm. is when he's shooting to have it in 2018. So, yeah, if you're into fisting and you can make it out to Saugatuck, um, I, I recommend it. It's a good time. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else happened since we last, because first Friday and DBC were before the right. last one. And, well, then there's um, the, um, the gathering happened last night. Yes. Formerly number uh, six, which yes. neither of us went to, so no, we ni don't Neither know. of us went to it. Um, you had a, I had, well, I had too many things going on, and you had Fist Fest, so uh, it's like. Yeah, I, I had Fist Fest going on. Um, I have been in communication with one of the other attendees. Mm -hmm. um, he said about a dozen people attended, oh. um, but there wasn't a lot of play. Oh. Um, just the occasional blowjob and a couple of hand jobs, and that was it. Um, I have a feeling that perhaps had I been there, um, just because of my personality, I'm a bit of an instigator. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm the one who will get things going at a party like that. So, yeah, my not being there kind of muted things. But, if you don't have the right people who show up with, who, with the intention of doing stuff, and usually they bring their own equipment and toys for such things. So, you know, you, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there, mm -hmm. but I think each person tends to have their own stuff like ropes and that, that they like, right. they prefer to use. And right. And yeah, I mean, you want to have your own, your own poppers and your own mm -hmm. lube. And I had, um, well, it wasn't kink, but I had a, a drink, uh, just, uh, someone I know who's very involved in the community and does a lot, uh, texted me like late one night. He just, I think was just home and bored and, it's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, and uh, ended up going to the bar, and I, I basically drilled him about how things work at, uh, like, the different, uh, like, Delta and mm -hmm. Inferno and um, just stuff like that, because he's in, involved in a lot of those events, and I just kind of picked his brain, and it was like, oh, like, so what's this about, and how do you belong to that, and talked to him about what uh, the topic we had, uh, I don't know, it was last time or the time before, about the vest that was on eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he didn't know either about... Inferno's, uh, you know, how, policies yeah, about their patches and things like that. But he told me what you have to go through to be a member. And oh, it's oh quite yeah, it, 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 yeah. No, it, it is not easy to become a member yeah. of the Chicago Hellfire Club. In, so um, yeah, and the prestige of it. So it's you know probably pretty warranted because yeah, you lots of hoops and things you have to do for it. Um, so that was it. Was a fascinating talk, um, and you know we kind of kept the bar open past when it was supposed to close. They close early on... Oh, that's right. It was on Monday night mm -hmm. because they close early on Mondays. And we just kept it open until that and passed and ogled the really sexy bartender because every time we bent down, we we're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. ass crack? No, we're almost. So... Yeah. And I left first, so I don't know if... I, I'm hoping... I, I'm hoping that I left first, and I'm hoping that you know he and the bartender were the last ones left, and it was pretty much closed and locked up. And I hope they did naughty things, but I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it was going that way. But I have a very rich fantasy life, which is probably richer than reality. But most fantasy lives are in the world I want to live in. They did. They got naughty and had sex on the bar, right there on the pool table. I do know that pool table has had people fucked on it, so. I don't know if it's been changed since then, but, <laughs> but yeah, how often do you sh ship out a pool table and get a new one? So it's probably that pool table. Uh, yeah. But no, it was when I was on the other side. It used to be in the other side of the bar on the dance floor. Yeah. So it was a little bit more private than being right there in the front. Yeah. Uh, no, they've probably had the felt replaced since then, but 
Yeah, no, the the pool tables themselves tend to to stick around mm-hmm. quite a while. So that was you know kind of kinky thing is like me just hitting up someone in the know, and also I asked him you know how he you know learned doing the stuff he does because he you know has you know he does some kinky stuff and he has technique under his belt. And, you know, it's just kind of asking him, it's like, you know, where did you learn from and all that. It sounds pretty much, you know, self-taught. I think, you know, as many of us, you know, you mm-hmm. learn the basics on your own. And then you start going to events and picking up bits and pieces at these things. And it's like, yeah, that's you know, pretty much how you do it. You do it and you have it done. Um, oh, that was a, a fun kinky thing. Uh, I did. Uh, so I had some guy. What was it? Was it during the concert time? Yes, because it was after the concert on Friday. And I get home and I'm exhausted. I mean, I've been to the concert. We had a little bit to eat afterwards. I'm home on the couch, just like I'm dead. And mm-hmm. I get a message from someone who like, hi, I'm coming through Lansing uh, on my way from somewhere to somewhere else. I'm here at a hotel. What's up? And I'm like, and we chatted a little bit and it was kind of sexy. And he sent some pics. And I'm like, eh, this might be someone I actually, his profile pic looked nice. The pic she sent of me, like other face shots yeah weren't as good i'm like yeah. i don't know if i'm uh, I, i'm tired enough that i might let this pass um and you know it's like it's light and i don't feel like going to be with a complete stranger six miles away mm-hmm. uh for i don't know for what um but then he goes well when i come through lansing on sunday i'll give you a message and he did and i was free and we met for coffee and it's like yeah actually in person he was quite nice looking and didn't come off as a crazy and we had a lovely <laughs> talk and then uh basically went back to uh my job because i was just taking a break from doing stuff there and we fooled around in the bathroom so that was fun it's like <laughs> yay i have had sex at work now i was just talking to a co-worker about that because he's married and his wife also works there and i can't remember oh no i didn't ask about the wife but i asked about um oh a, a former girlfriend of his if he'd ever had sex at work and he's like no I'm like, okay. And I'd had opportunity years ago, and that didn't come through. And now I have. And I was like, cool. So when I go past that bathroom, I'm like, yeah, things happened there. It was fun. It was neat. And uh, like I said, he doesn't live around here, but he seemed sane. And But now I'm of that mindset. It's like afterwards, I sent like a thank you message. Like, hey, really nice hanging out with you and all this. If you threw Lansing again, and then hear nothing back. So I don't know if he's just like... So that like cool, and he's playing to, or if he was like, eh, it wasn't that great, because that's how my mind works. It's like, you know, <laughs> why don't you respond? But so that was, I thought, kinky, silly, fun, because it's like, yay, it's, why not? Yeah, yeah, I have not. You know, I've never had sex at work, um, unless you count the the period of time that I was working from home, which mm. no. doesn't count. I've I've beaten off and several work bathrooms mm-hmm. before but that that's it um yeah no no second parties uh involved so so there's some kinky stuff yeah yay all right well we are recording this episode on father's day and as such uh, for the expert portion of the show i want to talk a bit about uh intergenerational relationships mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you might not have a, a good relationship with your father. You might have your own daddy uh, instead. Uh, and that's one thing. Uh, the term daddy, I can't think of anything non-sexual now. <laughs> I mean, because I'm in the community and I cannot hear daddy and not think 
of a sexual relationship. Right. Which is unfortunate because there's certain, um, there's a business here in Lansing that's a food truck called Daddy's Little Grill. <laughs> which is a cute plan of words, but I'm like, hey, that's, that's disturbing. Um, and, you know, just, yeah, so I, I think of it, you know, to me it's synonymous with a, you know, physical relationship, intergenerational, which is interesting, but, you know, yeah. problematic in some points. Well, um, no, I, I'm also thinking that this was made to me for about five minutes on one of the hundreds of cable channels. Um, there was a, a reality show, I think it was called like My Husband is Gay, mm-hmm. and it was... You know, Mormons, you know, husband and wife, um, Mormon and yeah, guys who admit they're gay, but because that's a sin, mm-hmm. they, they've married a woman instead. And um, a clip of it was shown on CNN um, with, now I can't remember his name, uh, Silver Hair recently came out. Anderson Cooper? Yes. Okay. On, on Anderson Cooper 360. And... One of the guys said, you know, I, I got married because, you know, I got married and I had kids because I wanted to be called daddy. And to which Anderson replied, hey, you can be gay and get called daddy all the time. And, you know, considering his silver fox status, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm sure that, yeah, he, he does get called daddy. Well, um, it's, you know, the thing with intergenerational, I mean, well, I mean... You know, it, it happens even if you're not gay. There's so many, you know, older right. men who have younger partners, you know, gays or also, you know, women, you know. Yeah. It's like, and, uh, you know, uh, so, I mean, that's nothing new. It's it's interesting because it's, you know, I've, I've always been like, you know, what thinking about the power structure and power dynamics of it all. Because it seems like the older partner would probably be more, you know, in general probably would be more in control. Not always the case, but, you know, they're probably the ones yeah. who's more secure financially and all that. At least that's the stereotype of how you think. Right, right. The the whole um, sugar daddy mm. thing, which... Um, yeah, but, I mean, myself, I, I was never attracted to the young twink mm-hmm. look. Um, I always liked Butch Harry. And, and yeah, I always liked... Older men with a, a bit of gray in their hair, and um, you know, there's another joke that's been floating around. Joking, you know, I I don't want seventy two virgins. I just want one slutty chick who knows what she's doing, mm-hmm. right? And you know, so these older men having the experience um, and being willing to teach, you know, a, a young gayling, you know what the world really is as opposed to what they find on mm-hmm. on porn um i found that attractive and you know, well meant i mean i like that you have a mentoring relationship yeah it's like here it's like you know learning the ropes is what communities like yeah you know, i mean i like the idea of it you know i wonder how many of them are just you know completely the daddies are so full of shit and you know are feeding a line of shit to these kids too, because it's like, they don't really understand how it works either. But, you know, hopefully you have a mentor who actually knows what's going on. Right. Right. And, I, and also is not feeding a line to like, I remember a younger guy who was um, hanging out with some older gentlemen and, and just being fed this line of bullshit. It's like, Oh, we're taking you to the, this party we're going to. It's really exclusive. You have to know someone who's and propped it up as if it was this great exclusive secret organization in Lansing. And that's how he explained it to me. I'm like, oh, because it used to be a social group. It was called the Capital Men's Club. Mm-hmm. And um, no, it was just simply 
it wasn't exclusive. If you knew of the parties, you were welcome. It's just a matter of, it was pre-internet days, so how do you learn about the parties? You go to the parties. Right. But the older gentleman who convinced this young guy to go is like, oh yeah, this is a really, it's a secret group. You have to be invited. <laughs> you have to know. And he was basically just like making it sound much more exclusive and important than it was. Because, you know, a year later I discovered it myself and found out, no, they're just a bunch of guys who are socializing and, you know, didn't want to do it at the bar. So they made their own group mm-hmm. and would have monthly events. And that was kind of a cool thing. Um, and like I said, and all you had to do was go to one, gather a mailing list, and get sent their newsletter. And so it was, you know, that, that sounds a lot like Detroit Bondage Club, but, yeah. with, but and, with less bondage. And, you know, so that's how else you can get that word out because you don't have websites or email groups or things like that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a case of just, you know, trying to, like, get this guy to think, ooh. I'm special because I belong to this club. And it's like, no, you just no. haven't heard about it. Um, and also, you know, there might be some unhealthy power dynamics. You know, it's like, yeah. I want to keep, you know, I want you and keep you under control. So, you know, I've, I've seen that too. But I think also, but for the most part, I think, uh, you know, those are the ones that you spectacularly go wrong and you hear people complaining about. So I think we hear about the failures when it works out and it's an older man and a younger guy. And it's working. You don't hear about it because it's smooth sailing, and it's like you just see them together, and it's like okay. Yeah, and and of course, you know, unhealthy power dynamics aren't exclusive to intergenerational relationships. No, it's mm-hmm. not. But but I think it's yeah. more prone for it because we do. I think just. I mean, I also see that it's prone for male female relationships. Mm-hmm. We live in a sexist patriarchy, you know, and uh, so. You know, the women are going right. to be seen as lesser by, you know, even subconsciously by so many. And younger is going to be seen as lesser. Well, lesser in some ways. I right. Mean, we, we worship youth and we love youth, but we also don't put value on it. We're like, oh, they're young, you know, young, dumb, and full of cum is what you hear. Right. And it's like, yeah, they're, you're sexy as fuck, but they don't know shit. And it's like, no, I know, you know, there's one summer that I was dated two guys and they're both 21 and one was actually... Head on his shoulders, knew what the hell he was wanting off life, and the other was dumb. And well, ignorant at least. Um, just yeah, I was like, I want to be a party boy, and I want to have lots of fun, and oh look, I can drink now, and yay, let's get drunk all the time, and isn't this fun? And let's laugh about the horrible things I did when I was drunk. And the other guy was just like, nope, I'm this is what I'm doing for school, and this is what I'm planning to do for grad school, and this is what I want to do for a living. And it's like both the same age, very different. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah. Um, but I think the one might have been living by the stereotype of like, yay, I'm a skinny party boy and I'm going to do as much as I can before I'm old and I can't do this anymore. Yeah, get, no get, want, get it all done before I turn 30. And no one wants to ever see me naked again. And it's like, oh, there's some jerks like that. Uh, but um, I do like the idea of the mentorship where it's like, you mm-hmm. know, to learn. And even if it's not necessarily sexual, you know, um, you know, just... Uh, you know, just hanging out and doing dinners and kind of that is a nice, there's a history of that too. Um, but I have heard that generally speaking, there tends to be more of an age difference in the average gay relationship than straight. Um, and I think that might be because, yeah, um, how else do you learn this stuff? You know, Right. And, you know, it's because, yeah, you're just coming out and you, especially pre-TV days where you had any kind of representation on in the media. Mm-hmm. The only way to learn about it is through the community and through others in the community. I mean, last thing you want, like I said, the last thing I want to know about are two virgins trying to figure out sex on their own. Oh, jeez. Or two young guys who are like, okay, we're going to learn how to be gay. 
and try and figure it out on their own. It's like they might come up with some wonderful ideas and things, but they're going to have a lot of reinventing the wheel. Right. I mean, I my very first boyfriend was yeah the, the same age as me, mm-hmm. but I mean, we you know it was just grope and suck and and that that's it. That's all we were able to figure out how to do. I mean, we tried anal, but lube was a foreign concept. We tried mm-hmm. it once and um no, it it hurt him too much and mm-hmm. we never tried it again. Uh, nope. Cause, yeah, cuz he didn't enjoy it. So yeah. um and then you know, I met you know, I started going to the bars and you know, found a nice older guy with a nice big dick and he showed me the right way to fuck. And I am very thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about kink and learning kink and how do you learn how to tie someone up safely and effectively? How do you learn how to, you know, get your fist up in someone or take a fist? I mean, these are all things you need to learn. Yeah, and yeah. You, it's, ideally, it's when someone's telling you. So the same kind of thing. It's like how, you know, how to be gay. You know, we didn't have manuals or even much in the way of literature or shows telling us we learn from other people, people who've been there before. And even if it wasn't an age difference, you know, experiential difference. Right. You know, and someone who's just coming out in their mid-20s, dating someone in their mid-20s who's been out since they've been a teenager. Yeah, that... There, yeah, there, there's a difference there. Um, I, I have a, a feeling, and this is just, you know, completely out of the blue educate guess, that um, the intergenerational and daddy boy um, relationship may be, be maybe coming less popular um with the rise of the internet mm-hmm. and kids being able to connect with well I say kids you know teenagers mm-hmm. you know gay teens being able to connect with each other learn through the internet um and find it that way or or, well, you know, I think it, it also, could lead to more of them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a site called Daddy Hunt, which is about that. Yeah, you know, it's like older, you know, older, you know, older wanting younger, younger wanting older. You know, it's it's a way of. And I know someone um, just was chatting up someone who's figuring out his kink buttons. He's a younger guy, just got out of a relationship. Um, he's trying to figure out his kink buttons, but he knows he likes older guys. You know, and um, he was talking about how he's on Daddy Hunt, and he has mm-hmm. this, you know, you know older guy who's been, you know, he's been hanging out with over in another city and having fun with. And, uh, yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's there. I mean, age is just such a, a state of mind, you know, in many respects. Because, you know, any generality you want to make about someone of a certain age, you know, it's probably a stereotype and there's probably lots of proof against it. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, young people are stupid. No, not all. Older people are financially secure. Not no, all. No, not all. Um, older people know their shit and their experience. No. Uh, well, they've been through more shit. Whether or not they learn from yeah. it is another thing. Um, well, that's, that's the thing I love to go to is someone talks about, I've had 30 years of experience. And I'm like, do you really have 30 years of experience? Or one year of experience you've repeated 30, 30 times. 30 times, yeah. It's like, just because you, yeah, it's like, um, it's experience where you keep learning and changing over that time. Um but yeah, so you, it, yeah, but we do, we do fall into those stereotypes of thinking each. So you know, you look at an older, younger, you know, relationship, and you think, oh, he's got money and he's loving this young thing who's he'll cast off once he's no longer young, and the young thing will hang on until the money dries up, and 
you know, or power dynamics, like, oh, the young boy has daddy issues. He had a father who never loved him, so that's why he's with his old man, and the old man just likes, you know, control. Um, yeah, there's probably situations like that. Probably. But I bet you it's much fewer than, I think, most inter- inter- interdimensional relationships. <laughs> that too. No. Uh, most intergenerational. Gen- thank you. I couldn't think of that word. Um, or more or less, you just met someone who just clicked for you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's rarer than we let on. I mean... You know, yeah, you can find someone who, you know, has a dick you might like, but they can carry a conversation on with, who you agree with, who you feel comfortable enough emotionally to be with all the time. Much rarer than, you know, yeah. we're led to believe by all fucking media that everything's about meeting that per- person. And so when you meet that person, there's an age gap. Well, then fuck it, you know? Right. You've met yeah. someone who works for you. Stick with it. Right. I'm, I'm reminded there was a study done a while back that showed that... Um, Companies that had women on their boards mm. tended to be more profitable than companies that had all male boards. And the they figured that it was that the companies with the women on their boards were willing to accept a good idea wherever it came from mm. in the company. Well, the other ways was too much was you know, the old boys network and, and hierarchies, hierarchies and you get the echo chamber. So my point with that being, you know, that since that match and that click is so rare, you know, why limit yourself um, to, you know, age is a number. Mm-hmm. But, um, and one other thing I want to touch on um, before we move on uh, from this section um, is you know, my, you know, I lived 10 years with my exes who, you know, one was 20, uh, one was in his 50s, one was in his 70s, mm-hmm. and I was in my 20s at the time. And then my current husband is older than my own father by uh, six months. Um, but also, when I turned 35, the universe smacked me up the head. Mm-hmm. It said, congratulations, you're a daddy now, go teach. And... That I have um, started to attract some younger guys into my orbit that, mm-hmm. that needed guidance, and I've I've done my best um, to provide that. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've, even the definition yeah. of what you know what a daddy is is very ambiguous because it's funny. I've gone to these sites where you know you say if you're a daddy or you're a chaser, and there'll be a 22 year old who's a daddy. Oh, or or a fifty five year old chaser, and you know it's like, well, no, I've never seen an older man say he's you know, um, you know a you know um, a hunter. Well, yeah, what is on daddy hunt? What is it? It's daddies yeah. and hunters. Hunter, okay, that was yeah. it. Okay, because I think there's yeah. also Mister, is a ten, which might that, be that's the Mister is the phone app for that site. Okay, I thought there was. Like, some people could call them... Well... Uh, anyway. I anyway, thought there was an yeah. intermediate. But Maybe. it's funny because, I mean, I knew of a, a 19-year-old who, you know, uh, was told a 21-year-old that, you know, you're too old for me. And, you know, so some people have very focused... I don't know. Yeah. I guess I... You know, I, I like it. I like it to see, you know... Um, who was it? Um, the actor who was in Kick-Ass, um, I think, ended up dating the producer or the director of it. Um, and she's... You know, she's older, mm-hmm. and he was younger, and I think they started dating when he was, like, you know, early 20s, and she was in her mid to late 40s. And I kind of see that, and I'm like, bravo. 
Yeah. But I mean, that's also the, the defying the sexism, too, where you always think of the older man with the younger woman. So here's the older woman with the younger man, which actually, when you think of actual sexual performance, is a better pairing. Yeah. Because women mature sexually right, later. Because, yeah. Cause, can, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm thinking, uh, yeah, Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher okay, yeah. dated for a while. So. And, you know, yeah. you hear those, and I wish that happened more often. I can remember uh, being in East Lansing once and seeing this older woman. Um, well, she was probably more my age at the time, but past college age, with two college guys in tow. And, you know, just walking. And she was going up to her apartment that, you know, in this new building they had just built. And I saw her, like, buzzing them in. And I'm like, oh, bless you. I mean, <laughs> I have no idea what this is. I right, mean, but it, it could have been in your actual, wonderful fantasy It world. could have been a mom with her son and, you know, two sons. A mom with a son and the son's friend. Um, I have no idea, but I'm hoping to God it was an older woman who had just gone, met this two guys at the bar. And it's like, you're both hot. Hey, let's go back to my place. And... They were one, and, one on uh, each end, and God. and and everybody's happy. But so yeah, um, yeah. So in the world I want to live in, that's how that was going. But um, I like it. But I like it. I like things that just defy the norm, and that was what that did to me. So, all right, and, all right. So um, I'm for him. I'm for yeah. intergenerational relationships. Yeah. Uh, knitting, crafting, nothing really new for me. Still working on the same project. Um, yep, nothing on my end. Oh, yeah, we we both got to get motivated to well, have something to talk well, about. Well, singing, unless you count singing. Yeah, I mean, it's not creating. It, I'm not composing. I'm not but, making but anything new. But it's creative. New. It's yeah, it's a performance. You, you are decorating time rather than decorating space. So that's been taking up too much of my life. But now we don't have anything more until August 29th. So there's a long break where I get to just not have to sing, and we can focus on other injuries. Um, upcoming events. Oop. I was trying to find the date for this. I know it's coming up soon, but I can't find exactly when it is. But I saw it. I don't remember when it is, though. But the Grand River, uh, Grand Rapids Rivermen are doing their invasion again. They're going to be at Esquire oh, coming okay. up soon. Oh, okay. Uh, but I haven't seen anything about that. Yeah, I, I saw it somewhere, and I'm. it's like in the next couple of weeks. Coming oh. Up, and uh, I, I, I don't remember the exact date. In that That's probably a Saturday, though. Yeah, Friday or Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Because the 24th is a Saturday, and then it, do the math. Well, that 24th is the next Saturday. That's the yeah, coming Saturday. Yeah. So, And that's the last Saturday of June? It is the last Saturday of June. So, And then July 1st is the next Saturday, and that'll be Detroit Bondage uh-huh. Club. Um, which means that first Friday is going to be the 7th, which mm-hmm. is also um, Leather Night at the Necto. Oh, um, which I really want to attend, and I posted to the Facebook group and said, "Hey, um, why don't we have it at the Necto?" Oh, so. oh, because I'd heard, yeah, someone told me that because they're talking about First Friday. And they said, "I think they're going to Necto," and I was like, "Oh," and I hadn't—I don't think I saw your Facebook post. So, okay, so that's uh, yeah, the possibility, and, huh? Yeah, so uh, I should also uh, send a, a text to Veritas, uh, letting him know that we won't be at. The Esquire will be at Necto. Yeah, all the regulars. Anyone who I can picture showing up, we should give a warning to via other ways. Yeah, rather than just the the general posting. So you're planning planning on going to Necto that night? Yeah, going to Necto that night. And um, and I talked to Slingburn, and he's going to be there as well and is uh, hoping to meet a few more of the Lansing pups. Cool. so that the uh, the ear of some people, I'll see some of them throughout the week. So say, hey, 
Is this is this happening? Um, well, we we do effectively have two weeks, mm-hmm. so uh, so that. But what other events? So that's number DBC. Uh, then what, so our next recording is after is after that then. Um, well, yeah. Right. We, we, oh, unless we, we go to with what second fourths. Is that how we've been doing this? Yeah, we we really. It's this podcast is not technically every other week. It is actually twice a month, mm-hmm. um, and often that works out to every other week, but not always. So yeah, the next recording we will record next then on the ninth mm-hmm. of July, okay. and then that will publish on the twelfth okay. of July. We'll we'll be our. I next. don't know of any other events that um, yeah I know of are coming up. Uh, I did talk to the person who organized the latex night at R and R, and he said, "Hey, when's the next one?" And he didn't know. Um, he's, yeah. he's been talking to people about it, uh, but nothing firmed up yet. He's just, I think, trying to figure it out himself. But yeah, no, he yeah, with everything that he wants to do, um, yeah, he wants to do more than a lot of locations can handle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he. It would be interesting if we could have a Michigan latex weekend at the dunes. Mm. That that would be interesting and fun, um, because you know one of the things he said is that you know they want to do lube wrestling, but to do that you need to have shower facilities, mm. and the dunes has plenty of shower facilities mm. and um, a play space. So the, I'm sure if you could get I'm sure if you get enough people to do it, then the dunes would open their doors and say, "Yeah, let's have this." But it's getting that critical number of people and knowing that they're yeah, going. Yeah, gain enough people or, you know, showering the dunes with enough money that oh. they don't care. Yeah. Um yeah, I and yeah, Fist Fest did not completely take over the dunes. It it was just a small contingent mm-hmm. um there, but yeah, everybody had a good time. So, cool. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think that covers everything. And, yes, looking at the clock, we've run out of time again. Try. <laughs> wow. I, I, I it's the must, heat. The air conditioning has been is, off for an hour, and then we're boiling. It, it, it is the heat, and it is my going to Fist Fest and getting completely wiped out and having to drive home through horrible rain. So, music. Please send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com or tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Thanks again for listening. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane. And Lansing Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night. Oh. <laughs>